0: Hi besties. Um, I guess first things first, I am, I sound like it eight year old today because I am still bloody sick. This is week two and it's so gross. I'm like exhausted. I'm a ball of mucus, which is so cute. Um, but yeah, mostly I just feel like poo and, I'm like, meh, feeling sorry for myself because when you're traveling the world all by yourself and you're sick, you just want your (sighs) mummy. So, you know, very strange, but I literally think, and I am a hypochondriac, so I will admit to that right off the bat, but I studied nutrition. That's what I have my degree in and I'm pretty sure I have scurvy, (laughs) (laughs) it's what people got on like the first fleet because they were just living on damper and like eating bugs and they didn't have any fruit and vegetables except they could lick limes because you need your vitamin c to keep your strength up and stave away scurvy and I've been eating so bad and just like I don't know especially like it's I got a cold and then You know, when you're sick, you just... I was just, like, uber-eating every day or, like, eating a piece of toast because I didn't want to look after myself because I was too tired. And I think it made my sickness get worse. And then I got scurvy. So I'm basically, like, bleeding gums Murphy right now from The Simpsons because one of the symptoms of scurvy is that you get sore teeth and then your teeth all fall out. So if I... Have a lisp next week. It's because all of my teeth have fallen out and I'm starting to look like Matt from Love After Lockup. Which, you know, everyone knows I have a little crush on him. So maybe he'll be like, all right, cute. And give me a buzz or something. We can, you know, like spit food through our tooth holes at each other. Oh my God, that is so rank. (laughs) I'm so sorry I just gave you that visual. (laughs) It came out as I had the thought. And I was just like, I I lived the imagery with you in that moment. That shit is nasty. Why do you listen to this? Guys, you have issues. It's not me. It's you. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. I'm going to be a bit sniffly. If I need a cough or, like, blow my nose and in a obnoxious manner, which happens to be something I want to do at the moment, um, I will do a quick pauses and clear the passages. Um, <laughs> this is gross. I'm clearly delusional because I'm like in a fever, like dream right now. So, um, but yeah, I'll do my best to, to make my sniffles not too bad, but I am feeling sorry for myself. So keep up the contact with me on Insta. Um, I've got the new Insta at reality TV and me handle, um, now, because it makes me feel like I'm not alone in the wilderness, even though I am just talking into a void and hoping that somebody picks up. But uh, thanks for yeah listening last week to the the chat with me and Erin, Erin Martin from Pink Shade Podcast. That was heaps of fun. And um, we'll get started in a sec when I stop rambling. I just had a couple of little notes that I wanted to put out there as well. Um this is just kind of like a feel-good recommendation. I know like all of the stuff that we watch is kind of like, you know, is all just kind of feel-good, like aspirational kind of shit anyway. But um if you want if you like scripted TV shows, you're probably already on board with because it it's like season three now. But I am re-watching The Good Place at the moment. And it is just making me feel so joyful because especially when you, you know, because I've been sick and I've been like stuck in bed and sometimes like love after lock up is a bit heavy. I'm just like, you know what? I need to just have a little laugh and watch something that's scripted and glossy and, you know, feel like i don't know like i don't know makes me feel fresh like i don't have to after watching something like love after lock up or vanderpump sometimes i'm like i need to shower (laughs) i need to like scrub these people off me (laughs) but the good place is just like so bright and cheerful and funny and it's one of the like it's very clever but it's also extremely silly and they have this podcast as well um I think it's just called The Good Place. Uh, if you search it in any way, you are listening to this. And they have lots of interviews with the cast and you get to learn like behind the scenes stuff that went on in filming. And it's just really, I don't know, if you like the show, it kind of makes you feel connected to the cast on, you know, like continue watching the show um, because when the episodes end, I'm like, ah, so sad. So it's, yeah, it's been like, I've been listening to that a lot this week as well. And that's been really fun. So if you like fun and happiness, um, you should watch The Good Place. If you like pain and suffering, um, probably play this podcast on repeat and I'll leave like a hacking cough at the end that you can just like continue to listen to over and over again. (laughs) I won't. You can listen to the end. (laughs) Um, aside, I've been so into the Instas and following everything that's going on in the socials this week. Um, but I, I, I think I was yesterday. Ariana had this post about, um, you can go check it out on her her Instagram or she did like a screenshot of Twitter, I think, and posted her message. She's like, every time we do a Q and A, me and Tom do a Q and A for Vanderpump Rules, um, He gets asked about the bar, he gets asked about his business and all this stuff, and I get asked about babies. And we all know she's been very vocal about the fact that she doesn't want to give birth. We don't really know if she wants to have kids or not, but she's never said she does. And every indication says she doesn't. But yet, because she's a woman in her 30s, she will only get asked about her fertility and when she's having babies and when she wants babies and how many babies she wants to have like that w- like I'm 30 I'm single I don't want kids and yet I constantly get asked like if like about my fucking ovaries and how they're traveling I'm like squeeze what if I just came up to you and like how's your sperm doing <laughs> how's your sperm count <laughs> feel like splashing that around and making some people Yeah. Um, it's not like, it's not for everyone. So just, it really annoys me. So basically that was what her post was about. She's like, she ended it by saying, if I get asked this, obviously it's happened over a hundred times. Um, I just made that number up, but it's happened enough that it's pissed her off. Right. And she's just said, you know what? I'm a person with interests. Um, I, you know I have more to give than just producing humans and letting that be my life story because that's not what she wants her story to be, like nothing against motherhood like it's an amazing thing, but that's not what the path that she wants so she's like, I actually have interests and passions and you know goals and aspirations, and the next time somebody asks me in an interview when I want to have children or ask me about you know my fertility, whatever, um, I'm going to walk out. And I was like, yes, go bitch, prooch. Because I mean, if they should be asking anyone, which I really just don't think it's anyone's business to ask those kind of questions, ask Tom. He's the one who's been vocal about actually wanting a family, but also he's probably quite like, they probably feel but they don't really want to talk about it because if they're – you know, it's a huge thing to have a partner, that one that wants kids and one that doesn't. And they're probably in discussion about what to do with their relationship and that in private anyway. Like, that's a really hard thing to go through because you basically have to decide whether or not you're going to stay together and one of you has to sacrifice, you know. And so they probably don't want to talk publicly about this shit, but ask Tom about it if you have to ask somebody – He's the one that wants wants a family, so you know. Anyway, just I was just like, yes, all right, good. Finally, somebody's said something intelligent that's come out of this show. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I like Ariana most of the time. I think she's really smart. Um, kind of bugs me on the show just because she's a little bit better than comes across a little bit better than, but that's probably because she has a higher IQ than most of the people on the show. <laughs> I also think she's quite tolerant um, and open-minded, which I appreciate. She doesn't just say she is, she actually acts it. So, good on you, Ariana. Um, I, sorry, I just leaned back. I'm recording in the bed because, you know, (laughs) I'm sick. So, it just creaked on me. Um, The only other little tidbit I wanted to mention, I'm jumping into Um, Housewife Territory, where... Brandy Glanville is still trying to remain um, relevant for some strange reason. No, I li- like, I always found Brandy interesting, but um, if a little underdeveloped in her, she's kind of like a 14 year old child. Can relate. Anyway, she ats Andy Cohen on Twitter and writes a message about Margaret saying, um, Margaret, pigtails Joseph saying can you please ask margaret if she still feels bad about cheating on her first husband and his children or are they just now a soundbite for your nonsense what why are you getting involved it's so bizarre to me anyway margaret bites back as the marge would do because she is a powerful bitch and i love her and she's just keeps it calm and collected i would literally be like excuse kindly fuck off and die but I'm volatile and erratic, so Marge is obviously a little more, you know, cool headed than I. And she responded and she was just like, If you watch the show, you can see I'm very close with my ex husband, and he is on board with our life on the show. Our kids, natural born and step up, uh, natural born and step are private. I think you are taking my life personally and comparing it to your own. Hashtag no bitterness here, hashtag glass house. Girl, yeah, girl, drop mic. I don't know. I thought she was like effective while also being quite respectful because obviously that's what Brandy's doing, which is confusing anyway. Because I mean, first of all, her marriage breakdown was so long ago, and I get like heartbreak is heartbreak, and it'll probably, you know, stay with you in little, little pieces forever. But um, I don't know. Like, I thought she's made up with Sheena. I don't know that I would go so far as to call them friends, but we've seen them hang out and stuff. Like, it seems like there's been some, some kind of healing and forgiveness there, at least on, on that side. So it's just really strange. I mean, like, is she planning on getting involved in every single scenario where somebody's cheated in housewives? Because that's a lot of battles to fight. (laughs) I mean, if I, if I, yeah, it's just a lot, right? so I don't know calm your farm back off a little bit it's not your fight to be had I think I mean I, I think she's just trying to stay relevant right and get back on the scene it's not gonna happen let's stop trying to make Brandy Glanville happen sit down sweetheart so let's get into some v-pump I don't know why I always say it like that but it brings me lots of joy so in like a Murray Kondo way for my vocab I'm gonna keep doing it you're welcome Thank you. So we have this episode called Tom and Thoma, which hilarious. I love it, and it's also so true. Whenever I think of the two of them, I just kind of see them as um, what's it like? Those old school comedy duos that are just like um, like slapstick comedy, like boom like bouncing off each other and walking into things and almost falling off a cliff, but then somehow get turning around, kind of like <laughs> like goldfish in in a tank um just kind of bouncing off the walls that's exactly how i think of tom and tomma and well, the toms i just think it's really the cute i mean i love tom 1 um old, but i just i can't stand tom 2 i just think he's yeah like i don't know i find it really str- i listen to a few podcasts and people are like oh he's so sexy he is literally to me like a twelve year old boy. I don't see him in a sexual light at all. He just seems kind of like like a child he's a man child i don't know i don't I don't see it tom one I'm like sandoval yes he's to me he's sexy he's sensitive, but he's you know manly and and I don't know, he's so kind, but he's also got like a f- like fun and flirty and passionate side and Whenever he cries, it's because he's feeling, he's got so many feelings, he just can't hold them inside. I'm smiling so much. I have the biggest crush on him. I always have. I just think he's really cute and he's just so unapologetically himself, you know, like everyone can turn around and call him um, effeminate and uh, metro and all this stuff. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. I like to shave my forehead and straighten my hair. I enjoy him. But anyway, we don't start with the boys, we start with, um, (laughs) big fucking Randall. (laughs) We walk in on James attempting to write Randall a letter, and it's 100% set up because he's literally just got dear Randall on the page and, like, a scribble line. But I appreciate the effort. You know, I love James, and I will continue to love him until the day I die. But I thought it was cute, um, but obviously he was just like, yeah, fuck this. (laughs) Because, you know, for the first time, we're starting to see a little bit more Raquel standing up for herself and having a voice and being assertive. Maybe she just got fucking sick of this shit. And she's just like, you know what? Why are you writing this letter Like, to try and make make up with Lala? Like, what are you going to do? Hang out with Lala and I'm just going to sit here and play with the dog? And first of all, that dog is adorbs, and you should definitely do that anyway. But I mean, she's right. Lala hasn't really been a great friend to James while he's actually in turmoil. Um, she seems like a bit of a fair weather friend to him, and I just don't. I don't know, Randall. Personally, I know, shocking, but I just don't think he would care. He's off in Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico. Um, filming this bloody movie with Lala in her strange 1940s drab outfit. So, I don't know. I just think he's got bigger fish to fry. Um, fo- like, follow them on Instagram. It's so bizarre watching these two feign 1940s class when we all know they're just, like, having subdom sex and, like, whipping each other and... I mean, did I am I? I'm not the only one that can see that, right? Like she calls him daddy on national television. I kind of, I don't know. I feel I've, every time she says that, I'm like I cringe for her because, ah, maybe I'm old. Fa- maybe I'm old-fashioned, but maybe she just doesn't think people know the kink world that much. But I'm just like, dude. Like, your mum's going to be watching this. I don't put your mother. Don't you put your mother through that. But then, yeah, I don't know. I was out the other night, and I'm 30, and I was, you know there was I met like a bunch of 21-year-olds. I'm like, I am so old. So maybe, you know, maybe this is my, my elder prude coming through that I just don't think you should be talking about your sexual fantasies on live television. La, la. Root. Also, um, speaking of the two of them, I, I thought you know how um everyone is saying oh it's the girl from you is um the new Netflix show you, which also I love um get on it super cheesy but also, it just I what like first episode I'm like oh I wish somebody would like lock me up in a cage and protect me from myself, to prove their love for me, but then you know I do think that there are parts of me that is it massively attracted to a sociopath? So that's on me. That's, you know, that's why I just maintain singledom. Anyway. Um, so there's, I was Googling to see pictures of the girl from you, the main character, the blonde girl. Cause she's super cute. And I was like, Oh my God, she's 26. Like that's so young. Like this Randall guy, like is just like he's. I look, I looked him up. I think it was. He's forty nine. It was forty seven or forty nine somewhere around there. But anyway, like whatever. I like an older man as well. But I was just like, damn, twenty six, and they have two little kids, and like, crazy. But it's not the blonde girl. It's the other girl. It's the red haired, like, badass, sexy one. She's kind of. I I think she'll come into it more in the second season. She's in a few episodes. Um kind of as, like, the past girlfriend of the main guy, whatever his name is. So just so everyone's on the same page, you probably all already knew that, and I'm just, like, just clicking now. But that's what I discovered this week. And I was like, ew. She's still young. She's only my age. But it makes, makes me feel more comfortable about the fact that she's got two young children with this man. But also, gross. Yeah, so we have that little writing... Thing and then Raquel mentions that she wants to go to girls' night, um, which she doesn't understand why James is upset and offended by that. Right after you know he's just, she's just told him not to make up with Lala and basically the group, because I guess the letter isn't so much about the individual friendship with Lala, it's the fact that, it means that he's like if he can make up with that friendship slowly he can start to get back in you know, make up with hopefully other people and secure his place on the show because that's what they're trying to do they're trying to squeeze him out by cutting him out of scenes essentially so Raquel's just like oh I went oh there's a cat running in woo just charged at me <laughs> this cat is so obese I mean yeah. Hi. Sorry. just yeah. Did you hear that? It just meowed at me when I called it obese. I'm sorry. You're beautiful. You are a beautiful specimen and I love every inch of you, which is true, but she is a bit on the chubba bubba side. She literally has to wear a collar that says, um, please do not feed me because <laughs> I mean, she's my spirit animal because she will just go around to every house in the neighborhood begging for food, which like all power to you, babe, but I mean, at this point, she's struggling to get in and out of the cat flap, so we have got her on a little special diet. Anyway, so, yeah, they, um, they had this, like, hypocritical argument, and, anyway, cracks his shits, he walks out, and I don't, I guess at the end of the day, she's not going to girls' night. It was kind of, it was, we didn't even go to girls' night again, so, yeah, we don't really know what, how, how that all ended, but... I mean, I would be pissed if you lost your job to somebody and then they, you know, go and attend it and kind of show support for the other person that took your job. No, that's not okay. But also Raquel's probably trying to secure their place on the show as well. Sorry. I kind of get it on that side of things, but just to maintain the illusion and not break the fourth wall, yeah, I'd be pissed too. So, yes, I think... James is crying, right? And then we get into Sheena crying. I counted. There were at least four cry criers in this episode. Um, and surprisingly, Tom wasn't one of them. You go, Tom. He was just so happy about the launch and everything. I think there might have been a little bit of a well up in his eyes. But I was watching because I'm like, is this going to be the fifth cry? And then he didn't. He was just like, soups happy. Go you boy. Not that I have anything against crying. I am like, I'm crying right now. (laughs) I am a massive crier. Better out than in, I say. So Sheena and Lala have this kind of very orky momos chat. Um, What is Sheena's? I was just going to, what is Sheena's deal? I mean, is this not the eternal question? But Sheena walks in like super hyper sexualized and even more um self-obsessed than usual. She's saying la la. so um so nobody said anything about me, really? Um, that's sort of weird. Like I just thought that everyone would everyone knew that I'm having sex with. What's his name? And blah blah blah, blah and like me, me, me. Sheena, Sheena, Sheena. And Lila's like, no, sorry, I'm a Hollywood actress now, so I actually haven't heard anything about you, and if I had, I wouldn't care, and I would not retain that information. So, Sheena's like, oh my god, let me tell you everything about me and my sex life, and like, how many orgasms I have now, and I never had an orgasm before, but it's like, oh my god, it's so good. Did you know how good orgasms are? And Lala's like, mm, yeah, I like to orgasm on my PJ, on the page, on the PBJ, on the private jet, you know? And my eyes just rolled into the back of my head because yawn. Both of them just trying way too hard. Sheena's talking, like, what'd they go, fro-yo or something? I don't know. And Sheena's, like, hitting on the, the service serviceman that staff I don't know yeah like the server and she's like oh my God do you double is a cabana boy <laughs> so awkward so anyway basically that whole scene was just about Lala wanting to get quote white girl wasted um so that you know they can all go down on each other in some place that I've never heard of but apparently according to other podcasts is really a common place to i don't know drink drink (laughs) i don't know what what, is it a wine region i don't i don't know america somebody tell me um look i wasn't great at geography in school but to know where america is and then to know the states and the towns is just so big you guys it'd be like you guys trying to know australia but worse because it's bigger is it who knows who cares? Moving on. That was a weird scene between, I'm so sorry if none of this podcast is making sense. I literally feel like my brain is entirely full of, um, yeah, you get it. And being squeezed within an inch of its life. So it's not my fault if, um, what's coming out is utter nonsense because my brain is literally just wobbling around in there, not making any sense. But you know what? I'm having fun. And at the end of the day, talking to a void about bullshit is what I think I was born to do. So thanks for listening if you're still here. <laughs> um, yeah, so that conversation with the, when Lala was inviting the girls on, this, on the page show um, for a 20 minute flight. I mean, just do a couple of circles. If you're going to go to the effort of getting on a private jet, You may as well have enough time to polish off the bottle of champagne. Please. Like, circle around a little bit. Ugh. It just annoyed me. Anyway, she's just, yeah, she's just too much. Too much. In saying that, I would love to go on the PJ. So, if Lala, you're listening, please, like, just get in contact. But then I thought it was weird after last episode where we had, um... Ariana being so upset that her sexual preferences or whatever were, were broadcast on live television. Um, then Stassi makes this kind of off-the-hand joke about they're all going to get so drunk that they go down on each other. And they all just laugh and laugh. Ha, 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 ha. She just reminded me of, like, I don't know why, but it was, like, it was as if they all just became... Like rich white men in suits, swilling whiskey and smoking cigars, and throwing their hair back and laughing and laughing, it just made me lol. So yeah, I thought that was a bit. There were just she was just cool with it. So maybe within the last week, she's done a lot of processing and soul searching and discovered that she doesn't care if the world knows um, that she both that they both cheated on their boyfriends, fiancés with each other and they're, I guess, bisexual, I mean, I wouldn't care so much, like, I just don't, I just think it's embarrassing to have someone say that they went down on you, like, I don't care who it is, I don't want the world to hear that, I guess I am a prude, what has happened to I? I have to speak all Shakespearean, because, um, I've been doing a writing class, and this week I had to write a sonnet, which are those things that Shakespeare used to write. So, turns out that anytime you write a sonnet, it just sounds really fancy. It'll sound Shakespearean. So, I guess that's how I just fell into that. Then we made Jax and Brit, um for some more cheese dips. Gross. Crab cheese? Oh, you're making me uncomfortable. And we really enter, like, a Forrest Gump-style situation with Jack, uh, with Britt. So they're talking about um Jax's birthday, his 39th birthday. And, um, which <laughs> Vanderpump's reaction was so funny. She's like, what? So you've lied about your birthday all this time? He's like, yeah, I've been lying about my birthday since I was 17. But it's kind of a sad situation because obviously, since Jax's dad passed, I guess the information that his mum shared with him wasn't adequate enough to Jax's standards. So I get I think he's blaming her for not have having having enough time with his dad because he didn't take the illness seriously enough because of how his mum was portraying it. That's the gist that I'm I've I've kind of got around the traps. Um, which, you know, is sad, but also if you hear, you know, your dad has cancer, I know. I I mean, oh, it's hard. There are so many types and there's so many stages and it always requ- requires a bit of research and stuff, but I mean, yeah, just, just be there, I guess, on you Anyway, the thing I wanted to say was that it made me laugh when Jax's sister called and Brittany's like, hi, Janae, in a very Forrest Gump-esque voice. I love you, Janae. (laughs) Why is my Forrest Gump so bad? In my head, it was dead on. Uh, I love, I love, okay, you know what? (laughs) I'm just going (laughs) to stop trying. (laughs) But you get it. I'm sure everyone had the same thought. It was just, she, her son just came came out of running. Ooh, have I got it? okay out, okay, no, I haven't got it. So, yeah, I thought that that was, that was quite sad. Especially because it's his first birthday without, without his papa. Incidentally, third crier of the episode. And we're not that far in. I think it's like, oh yeah, I recorded it 20 minutes in. There you go. Three cries, 20 minutes. Amazing. Fourth crier is Kristen. This was... Like, this brought me so much joy. I'm an evil garbage person. But the fact that they showed Kristen in full makeup, hair done, outfit on... Like, the camera people were right there, ready for her to get this message saying she was disinvited to the TomTom launch... Oh my God, it made me so happy. And <laughs> she was just like, what? <laughs> oh, I thought it was, yeah. I mean, look, rude. They must have known beforehand, but it was just so dodgy on the side of the producers and it made me laugh. So poor Kristen, she does a couple of shots and she has some pasta in bed and she's kind of slapping it onto her face um, and moping. And... That was basically her for the episode, which is just enough Kristen. Disappointed Kristen is three seconds of that. Cool. I'm happy. I care not about her relationship with, um, what's his name? So that was all just quite enough. Except mm, this show does make me want like a tiny little fluffy dog. Fluffy dogs are the new, what's the little chihuahuas that, um, Nicole Richie and Paris used to have back in the day. The the new handbag dogs. These little fluffy, curly little buggers. This kind of like little clouds with legs. Sorry. We have, um, we get to sort of the pre-launch launch. We're still getting ready. Um, the boys are mixing cocktails in giant buckets on the floor, which, you know, totes sanitary, um someone has a jalapeno dick one of the Toms and then we have James DJing in a storage cupboard and I died I died a thousand deaths it was just so funny on these on these milk crates with an iPad so I guess basically he had to just it wasn't really DJing they had the DJ stuff but if you're just playing off an iPad aren't you just pressing play on a shuffle I don't know <laughs> seems strange to me. And then we have bloody Jax coming up and offering him cocktails like six times. Um, just a quick little tip for you, Jaxie boy. Do not offer alcohol to an alcoholic. That's kind of the, um, one, the one thing that we don't offer to, to alcoholics. Just, just a note, just a little note for you there. I actually thought that that was quite dodgy. Like, He was trying to sabotage him. I don't... I think there was a bit of, like... You know, him just being a dumbass. But I also think it was... He probably... real. Like, he said it so many times. He must have realised at one point that this is just... you, You know, he's just kind of... He's trying to fuck him over. He wants him to get drunk at the launch and... For him to cause problems. And I don't like it. Stop it. Bad Jacks. I thought it was really cute that, um... Well, Lisa swans in, in this gorgeous white dress. She, did, I thought she looked absolutely stunning. And then she got pretty shit-faced, which was amazing. In her talking head, she's like, I deserve a drink. No, I deserve to get slaughtered. And yes, you do, girl, get it. I don't think I've ever seen Lisa... This drunk, like she was so cute and charming and, and silly, you know, but it's not like she was like a trashy drunk, but I, she's always so in control on, on this show and on Beverly Hills. And I thought that, you know, one of the Tom's said, I think it was Sandoval, it's, like it's actually kind of a compliment that she w- was felt, felt, trusted us enough to, um, to be able to have a few drinks. And look, I don't know if it's the boys that she trusted or she just had enough other things in place to keep everything in check. But, you know, it was nice. She was, she was having a good time and celebrating. And so she deserved. So that was cute. You know, what's not cute. Aquafaba. So gross. So I was a vegan for like five seconds and i saw this a bit i never did it because i mean the bean juice is literally the part of the bean that you're supposed to throw away gross i don't want bean juice up in my grill it took me a very long time i was probably about 20 before i even started eating beans because you know they're pretty disgusting in a, for you know they they're gross they live in a little tin floating around in their little juice being all juiced up, gross. Now, I do like a bean, especially a chickpea. But I, I'm i not going to... It's like people that drink bloody the crab... Is there, There's like a cocktail where they use the crab juice, right? Why? I don't... I don't like it. I don't like it. No. So, that's the bit you're supposed to throw out and rinse the beans so that you don't have any gummy, juicy bits. But yeah, that's what they make the stuff out of. So I don't like it. I don't like that. It was being fished from the tin on the floor. None of this is okay with me. Make it stuff. Why is it on my television? And then finally we have a next week. Um, we have Kristen announcing that Merlot is the basic bitch of wine. And I would suggest that she's a basic bitch who whines. (laughs) I literally came up with that on the spot, you guys. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been fun. (laughs) And James's mom announcing, Was I a shitty mother? You took your first steps at fucking Tiffany's. Wow. Wow, wow, wow is all I can say. I mean... That whole statement I could unpack in a thesis and, but let's just wait until next week. I need to get into some New Jersey. We can continue the, see what happens after the aftermath of the fight last week. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take a little like sniffle nose blowing cough break. So cute. And we can finish up with some new joys. All right. Bing. Okay, so New Jersey, um, bit of a, not much happened this episode, it was kind of a bit of a blurg episode, we, it's a lot of just talking about what happened in Cabo, which of course, like, I mean, Cabo was huge, with, you know, the glass breaking and threatening and everyone screaming at each other, and it wasn't I even, mean, it was fabulous, fabulous, I do this is kind of just a bit of a recap and debrief episode from from that experience. Um, we also have um, Jackie calling her sister for the first time in 15 years, which is hard to get invested in at this stage because we've only just started to get to know Jackie and now we're being asked to get to know her sister who we haven't even seen, we haven't spoken to and we don't. We're not invested in that storyline. Plus, did it seem a little too easy for anyone else? Like, I don't know. If I was calling a family member that I hadn't spoken to in 15 years, I mean, you don't just stop speaking to someone for 15 years for no reason. So you would think that the conversation would, like, there would be undertones. If, if not addressed, there would be undertones of hostility or sadness what like i would be shaking i'd probably cry afterwards like i don't know it just seemed all very all very strange like 15 years is a long time it's not like if it was even 6 months or a year you know even that would be huge to not speak to a sibling for most people but 15 years something bad happened and we don't doesn't we don't know enough about the story in order to be emotionally invested we just kind of know what's missing so i find i'm not like i'm not really invested in that storyline at all especially what one episode like next week is the season finale so i i mean i'd I'd be surprised if we learn any more about this sister sister situation um before the season finale so it's i know they kind of like pimped it out at the start as like they were gonna do kind of like it was gonna be her storyline throughout the season, but they you know opened with it early on, never mentioned it again, and now second last episode we're calling the sister like they kind of presented it in a way like oh she's gonna we're gonna have this huge reunion, it's gonna be a big thing, so yeah, I don't know a bit like of a disappointment, I guess in her storyline, but she still brought it like I want her to come back there's a lot of people saying on online that. You know, she's one and done, like, get rid of her. But I, I thought she was good. Um, It wasn't even, like, you know, these two have brought have brought it this season in very different ways. Like, Jackie's been the um almost, like, voice of reason and not afraid to go up against Teresa and stand her ground. And Jennifer's been the batshit crazy one. <laughs> and she's just lucky that she's on a cast where... We also have Danielle, um, although I think she might be officially friend of. Hopefully she's not even in next season. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, done with her. Just Dunsville. But, yeah, being on a cast with Danielle will forever make you seem much more sane than truly you are. Because I think Jennifer is one of the most batshit, damaged housewives we've ever had. Um, and her husband tonight sorry, I'm not really using a structure, whatever, I'm just talking, who cares, her husband tonight at, um, Marg's charity event, or launch, was saying, I've kept, successfully kept her away from tequila for 16 years, so did, are we watching an alcoholic slipping up, like, is she a a drinker, or does she just not drink, maybe it's just, she has a bad reaction to tequila, but, we've we've literally only seen her drinking tequila basically the whole season so i don't i don't know that was an interesting comment and i want more information on that um whether or not she's been an addict or she's just done shit on tequila before so she doesn't drink that i don't know she's obviously a bad drunk and they've all said it you know you, you we've seen a lot of shit go down in these shows um, especially when alcohol is involved, you know, exhibit A, a New York. But like people usually, it usually takes a lot for somebody to finally come out and say, you know, I think there's a problem here. But everybody has said within, you know, a few, a few times out drinking with Jen that she should not drink, that she is not a good drinker so interesting, interesting. I think she's an angry drunk. I think she's, I don't know, to be that, like to be an angry drunk, to be looking for a fight, which she kind of seems to be, mm, I think she's got internal rage issues. But what do I know? Um, I'd love to, I'd love to learn more, be fabulosity. So I just loved her walking into that party with her husband. Um, Excuse me, I need to blow my nose break, pause, (laughs) and I'm back, (laughs) sorry, I didn't even have to announce that, because I can just pause and do my thing, but you know what, I want to keep you guys involved in my life, um, so, that's where we're at, it's nasty, it's nasty ass shit, anyway, so, um, Jen walking into the party, or into the, the Marge's launch, um, it was that, that she looked so, she was like when you yell at a do- like a dog does something or like eat something and you yell at it and you're like, no, bad dog. And they just tuck their tail between their legs and like, Ooh, and scurry off into the corner looking so ashamed. That's what she looked like to me. She was just like, oh my God. Like she knows she done bad. And she knows that she just has to suck it up and apologize and take whatever she gets. I thought all the women were extremely generous in their acceptance of her apologies. Like Melissa was a little bit like stronger and e- and less easy to give in than Dolores. Um, but like Dolores said, like where she grew up, that this was like, what she say, if somebody comes in a taxi, you gotta, you gotta fight harder or, or never come back to town. <laughs> so she's just like, yeah, you know what? Seen it all before. Like, I get it. We're cool for now until you fuck up again, basically. Um, but yeah, Melissa was a little bit like, so have you had a drink? No. Okay, cool. Have you, how are you feeling tonight? Like we cool. everyone, you're stable, <laughs> taking your medication. And then she was like, all right, fine. We can have a chat. Um, but I would, yeah, I don't know that I would have forgiven that easily. Like, I think it's one of those things they're like forgive, but don't forget. I think that's kind of how they're all like, they've seen where Jen can go quite quickly and they're probably all just going to be wary of her now, but honestly, she's in the right cast for it. These girls, like they're zero, zero to 60 in 3.5. So you know what? I'm all for it. P.S. She looks really beautiful. Um, her and Melissa, Jen and Melissa, I think they just looked absolutely stunning at Marge's event. Just gorgeous. Actually, all the ladies brought it. They were just looking super fly. And Marge Senior's facelift has settled very nicely. Um, she's not looking so much death becomes her anymore. (laughs) Like her face is melting. It's healed. She looks great actually. I thought she looked fab. Um so you know what? I might be a proponent for a facelift. Who's 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 to say? Let's have to wait till we get that way. Starting to feel a little jowly though, I have to say. So maybe I'm just tuck it back a little bit and give it a couple more years. (laughs) Wait till the collagen starts to stop building up so much anymore. Teresa's baffling to me this episode and last, just having absolutely, she just, I mean, she's stuck. I mean, it, I don't know why I'm constantly surprised by Teresa, but I think because she appears so different and so much more evolved than, you know, if we flash back to the first few seasons or even a couple of seasons ago, that I, I've i come to expect more of her when I, maybe maybe I shouldn't. But she's, yeah, she's just, I don't know why. She's just so stuck on this Margaret is the toxic one mentality. Only because she, I guess she's identifying, you know, the talking shit about Jen's husband. She's seeing that in what what happened to her. But first of all, um, Margaret apologized straight away and just said, you know what, I made it up. Like, within five seconds, it wasn't, like, a whole plot line that was dragged out. It wasn't something that, you know, like, Vicky being broken down on this, you know, cancer scheme. And finally, like, years later, come out and said, you know what, Mimi I was wrong. Like, she admitted it right away and said, you know what, I just said that to hurt you. And, look, people make mistakes. People fuck up and say stupid shit. But it, literally, like, this turnaround could not have been quicker. And she's stuck on that for some reason, whereas Trey's husband, I mean, one, he's in prison, so already untrustworthy for fraud. And two, we heard that conversation on the phone where he's got, like, I cannot think of an explanation why he, who he'd be talking to if it wasn't a mistress a couple seasons ago. Like, I mean, pretty sure Joe was cheating. Um. So anyway, like, oh, it's all just... It wasn't like it was these; these were like substantial rumors on her side, whereas what Margaret said weren't like it was just biting back because she was pissed off, you know. So yeah, it's really strange. I'm glad that um both Dolores and Melissa aren't backing down and are trying to convince Teresa that she's on the wrong team, basically. But I'm not sure it's getting through that little tray tray brain. I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm starting to have a little bit more, it's always hard, hard when the husbands come onto the scene, you sort of like, is this one that I like, is this a creep, is this a cheater, what's like, Is what's wrong with this one, and Bill definitely has the creep factor turned up, but I, I did appreciate his response to um, Jennifer approaching him absolutely fucking shame in this shame spiral because she's now you know dried out and she's like oh my god what have I done on television (laughs) so she like creeps into her husband's office with dinner like um sorry babe I kind of did a thing and this is the thing and he's just like oh (laughs) oh my (laughs) she's like you're mad, you're like, you're like a little mad, and he's just, like, stone-faced, he's just, you can tell he's shocked, but he's also very aware he's on film, he doesn't really know how to react, and he's just like, so, you're wrong, <laughs> and she's like, I know, <laughs> my bad, <laughs> so, yeah, she was appropriately ashamed as she was, well, Slinking into the event later. um, As she should have been. But she was kind of... You know, her husband never comes to anything. And you could see she was just like... You are not letting me go to this event alone. Grabbing his hand. Like... Oh, "Hold on for dear life. Which I would 100% do the same thing. I think she's brave just for going. We have a cute scene. I, I love um Dolores and... Frank, Frankie Senior. For some inexplicable reason, they've decided to wash their cars. It's so weird. Like, I always think it's it's not like in a movie where every action is planned. You know, people like, you can't just be in the bedroom talking to your husband or whatever. You have to be rubbing cream on some kind of your body, <laughs> which... I mean, nobody really does for that long and that sensually, but it's just so that things look, you know, more realistic, I guess. Cause I, yeah, you need to be doing something. And so they're, they're like, I thought like, what's the discussion here with production? Like, oh, so is there something you guys can be doing, like working out, doing the dishes? cleaning the car. Like, oh yeah, clean the car. We'll clean the the cars. You know what? The cars need a little bit of a wash. They're kind of, you know, they're getting on the dirty side. We should probably get that done. And you know, we can have like a, just a good, good old chin wag while we're getting all sudsy. It's just so, what's the conversation there? What's the decision-making process involved? (coughs) Anyway, this is when Frank confesses that he'd had this conversation with Teresa and it brought up that the, that he was concerned that he... Well, she was concerned, really, and it brought it to his attention that he might be holding her back from taking things, you know, further with her current relationship or, like, moving in or whatever. And she says no, basically. Like, she basically says she doesn't know, but then she's... But then she's in her talking head um, and you can tell basically that she's just doing, from what she says, she's basically doing it for, um, uh, so that she she feels like she's doing the right thing. Sorry, my brain is starting, you can hear me like starting to deteriorate into mush, (laughs) I'm like trying to get to my next word without having a coughing fit or passing out. Um sorry, the coughing's getting a bit worse so i'm just gonna I'm actually gonna try and wrap this up in the next few min's. um so getting to margaret's charity event uh, can someone explain to me what what was going on with that girl on skype so is this is she basically she's just told us that this idea has been done already right so and, and within america I'm so confused. So is she just jumping is she trying to expand this idea or just jumping on the bandwagon? I'm I'm honestly not really sure if the idea exists and is popular. I mean, she could have just promoted. Is she just promoting like the the current charity event, which is great because now it's on television and spread to spread to a bigger audience, but is she is she has she changed the idea in any way I I honestly don't didn't really understand what that was about um she said they combined ways like but I don't it seems more like a promo promo thing than um then she's kind of recreated something of her own but that's cool whatever as long as sick children are being helped I'm all for it um <laughs> Just on a little aside, what, what is, where is Lexi from, Marge's assistant? I'm so flabbergasted because her accent, when I've seen her in the past, I've thought she sounded Australian. Like when I've had little snippets of her, I'm like, okay, cool. So she's Australian or South African. And now she's sounding more American, but she kind of sounds, she kind of speaks like this. Like she sounds like like a very small child, I don't know, it's, an, an, it's so bizarre, I cannot place it, she's got one of those ma- mashed up accents, which I can talk because so do I, like, growing up in Australia to a British parent and a Canadian parent, my voice, you know, even within Australia, people ask me where I'm from, so obviously I understand, like, a mash up accent, but it's not like Dorit, Dorit's accent is kind of like, to me is one of, like I know a lot of people make fun of it, but to me it really is one of those mashup accents. kind of has that American twang and a British twang to it and something else going on in there. Um, yes, in Dorit's case, obviously she is like catfishing us all because she's completely <laughs> made up her accent because she's never really lived anywhere else. But, <clears throat> and as far as we know, her parents both had American accents, but yeah, Lexi. I'm interested in Lexi's origins. I guess if anyone can recognize the accent, um, let me know on Instagram DM or something. Because yeah, it's a it's a I, I can't I can't pick it, and it's one of those things going to eat away at me if I don't figure it out. Otherwise, anyway, so we've done the um, the main parts of the event with Jennifer's you know, apology tour. her, um, I just really enjoyed watching how she was kind of shaking in her boots, <laughs> I thought it was a cute conversation between the husbands as well, Jennifer's husband and Joe Gorga coming up with, um, other Joe, and being like, so, that was, a, sounds like it was a bit of a doozy, <laughs> and they are all just like, yeah, I've been trying to keep her away from tequila for a while, Joe's just like, oh, well, you know, like okay, let's give her a shot. See what happens. <laughs> Talking about how he'd put um, Dr. Aiden out of practice if everyone looked like him because he's just so gorgeous, which is, I, I think he is like a fine wine. He's just getting sexier with age, but he makes me laugh. I mean, again, we were brought up with the... The fact that he doesn't respect Envy and, you know, saying to his daughter, oh, you're just going to be dressing mannequins like your mum. Like, I hate that stuff. I really think that's so disrespectful. Um, Especially because Envy is doing so well. Like, Melissa is a success, you know? She's gorgeous. She's a wife, a mum to two seemingly lovely children. She has her own business, which she started despite, like, having to put up with her husband, you know, the whole way – Dissing her and not believing in her. It's been successful. Most businesses don't get past a year, and she's what, maybe three, four years in. I'm just guessing, but it's been a while, and it's it seems successful. And more than that, she is happy and she's enjoying it. She's got a great, you know, she's a reality TV star, and I know she's like, I don't know. I think she's a very successful person, and she doesn't get the respect she deserves from her husband. But I do like Joe. I think he's hilarious and and cute and silly um, and sexy. You know what? He's just got it all except for these juvenile, misogynistic moments that he kind of comes up with, which I think Melissa deals with quite well. But unless she says something like Jackie, when they were having the conversation in Envy, Jackie was like, you need to get that under wraps. Um, or like, that's not okay. Whatever she said, it was quite firm. I think Melissa could suffocate him with a pillow in about 20 years um, if he keeps it up. So, yeah, probably best just to, like, get on it now rather than let that happen. Someone once said to me, just an aside, um, someone I met very briefly in a bar, had a quick combo with, and he goes, you know, you've got those eyes where you could be The sweetest person in the world, or you could definitely kill me in my sleep. And I was like, thank you. That's the most accurate, apt description of me I've probably ever received. Thank you for seeing me. (laughs) Oh my God, I just had to pause. I did the biggest cough. I need to like finish this. I just want to quickly talk about cancer that I finished because cancer is, you know, so great to talk about. Um, I was, I wasn't like, I was just, I was definitely in tears and welled up, um, watching the children speak and come out, modeling their robes that looked great. I thought they were, they were a success. Um, I wasn't a kid when I had cancer, but I was, you know, young enough. I was 21 when I was diagnosed with spinal cancer. And so to have these little children, and it was fucking horrible, you know, and it's isolating, it's lonely, and I was pretty brave, and I'd seen, you know, a loved one die of cancer before, so I kind of knew what to expect and how hard it would be and stuff, but these children are three years old, you know, like little, little small children having, I don't even know what cancer is, they just know they don't feel well, and that they, may never feel well again, and they're, you know, they're, they can see their parents, like, it's horrible, I found it so, I just kept thinking, like, if I was experiencing what I was feeling as a young adult, and how hard it was, and how hard, it, you know, what it was for many years after, like, the reason I'm so sick now for two weeks, you know, my immune system is shit, because of what wait, no, what happened 10 years ago. So these little kids will, you know, they they will be dealing... They could potentially be dealing with this stuff for the rest of their life. Like, I was a mess watching it, to be honest. And I just think, like, I said it last week. But I think little things like this, you know... We can be pouring money into cancer research. And we are. and And getting somewhere. But when you actually are in the moment, you actually have cancer you just like, it's so nice. I like, I think this is a great charity because it just brings joy to people that are struggling in the moment. You know, when some, when you have cancer or any illness in the moment, you know, if somebody says to you, oh, well, we're putting this amount of money to this, toward this research in your name. Um, cool, but the research might not it might not come to fruition in your lifetime. You may not ever have a cure in your lifetime. So you just need to be able to find joy and positivity in the moment. um, In the smallest ways possible. You know, like, I used to... Not to get too deep, but I guess we're here. It's Margaret's fault. It's her storyline. I used to, like, lie in the hospital bed. Because I was in the hospital for a couple of weeks after my surgery. And they wake, wake, wake us up, like, 6 o'clock in the morning for breakfast. Which was rude and the sun was coming up and I look out the window and there was like hot air balloons in the sky. Um, just in the area I was, they kind of float in the distance and it just brightened my morning, you know, cause you're in pain, haven't had your meds yet. Um, you're waking up alone in a hospital, you know, it's, it's hard. And then to have like that little thing, like that's kind of how I think about these costumes you know the little girl said that with leukemia that she said it's empowering and those kind of little things that you can clutch on and be to think like I'm wearing a a Superman costume I'm strong I can do this you know me looking out the window at those little um hot air balloons I was like you know like first of all I don't want to ride in a hot air balloon (laughs) because I would be definitely terrified but it's more just like oh look freedom People out enjoying life and I'll be able to get out there and float with the winds again soon. Okay, that was a metaphor that didn't go anywhere, but you get it. Um, trying to lighten the mood in a really pathetic way because yada, yada, yada. I am sick and I'm talking about cancer, so. Moral of the story is cancer. So good on you, Marge. And Margaret Senior's face looks fab. And it, I, yeah, I enjoyed the episode. It was okay. It was a bit of like a filler spode. Um, but yeah, I think that's enough for me because I'm literally about to hack up a lung. And or cry. <laughs> uh, so hit me up on Instagram. Again, the handle is at Um, I post you know, whenever I've released the new episodes, I post some funny little memes and shit that I find from the interwebs. I'm not, um, computer literate enough to make my own. So I generally just steal from other people and tag them. So if you ever want to like create something and send it to me, I'll post it for you. That would be cute. And I'll tag you obviously. Um, you can also follow me on facebook.com slash Kirsty with a Y, Kirsty More Music. That's my music page because um, I'm also a singer, but I also post the the episode um, releases and stuff like that on there as well. I also post on that my writing. Um, I write kind of about, I've talked about cancer here. I write about my experience with cancer and chronic illness I write about mental illness, I write about addiction, all the fun stuff, you know, Um, and that I post, um, when I write write a new blog, I post the link on there, or you can just go to um, the actual blog itself, which I think is Blogspot, hang on, let me look it up, okay, sorry, so it's actually just gutterglitter.blog, so if you just Google that, it'll come up, um, It's like, like gutter trash. If you can't understand my accent, I need a cough. Oh my God. This is so, I hope this is listenable. I'm so sorry. I really apologize. I'm hoping next week will be better. I'm taking so many supplements. Anyway, gutterglitter.blog. Um, if you're interested in, in any of that kind of stuff that I just mentioned, Otherwise, I will keep up with you on Instagram, on the socials, and I'll talk to you next week. Don't forget to subscribe so because my episodes ran, um, air pretty randomly. I tend to do it once a week, but I haven't really settled on a day yet. I'm still trying to figure that stuff out. So if you subscribe, you won't miss them. Five-star reviews, please. Please and thank you. Thanking you. Praise be. Peace out. Bye.